0: Now, let's go to our Cork studio first, where we're joined by the leader of the Green Party, Minister for Environment, Climate, Communications and Transport, Eamon Ryan, fresh from his party conference in Cork this weekend. Minister, good afternoon and welcome to the programme.
1: Thank you, Justin. Good afternoon.
0: Now, let's start, seeing as you are in Cork, with the floods which devastated parts of that county uh, during the week with the town of Middleton. Uh, the worst hit, and I know you were there and that you witnessed the damage uh, for yourself. Um, At the moment, the humanitarian fund to help the businesses there means that they can only avail of a maximum of 20,000 euros. Um, We know that many businesses have suffered losses well in excess of that. Is the government going to provide more money to help those people?
1: We'll consider that on Tuesday Cabinet I, I, I know Minister Michael McGrath on Morning Ireland uh, uh, on Friday uh, said that we wouldn't be leaving businesses uh, without further support And but we have to assess uh, what's what the sort of scale of damage is and, and we have existing schemes we can use. I think we have to be careful that we don't try and reinvent the wheel here. A lot of businesses will, will want support quickly and, and we've had instances in other towns uh, around the country where we have been able to provide that support so we will do so, uh, And the exact level of funding uh, is something that will only be worked out in the coming weeks as we see the scale of the problem.
0: There is a report in the Sunday Business Post today that the fund, um, the €20,000 fund, would be doubled to €40,000. Is is that on the cards? Is that on the table? Something you will be discussing this
1: week? I don't want to speculate in advance of Cabinet. Uh, obviously, Minister Simon Coveney will have a lead responsibility as min- Minister for Enterprise. But we'll work collectively. We will listen on on Tuesday. And get the latest update on the on the scale of damage. It was very significant in Middleton, two hundred homes as well as all those businesses yes. on Main Street. So I think we have to look at both both housing and the and the businesses and supply the Uh, supply the support we can.
0: Okay, but would you as Green Party leader be supportive of increasing the available, uh, the the fund that is available beyond the 20000
1: Yeah, like my Cabinet colleagues, I think both the teams should have also said that we have to be flexible here. That that shouldn't be a strict limit. But what exactly the level of funding in is and and how we deliver it, I think we have to wait until Cabinet so we can actually uh, get the advice from the experts, find out in detail what's the scale of of support may be needed and then make the call on it.
0: The Mayor of County Cork has criticised Met Aaron for failing to issue a red weather warning to the people of Middleton last week um, in advance of that storm which caused all of that damage uh, from the flood. Are you satisfied with the service that is provided by Met Aaron and, and, and the service that was provided in this instance?
1: I am. I think, Met Aaron, have actually the the quality of forecasting has improved incredibly in recent years and decades. There are, it's actually much more accurate. You can never, uh, particularly with the nature of cl- the climate change that's happening, where you can often have very, very localised conditions with very heavy outbursts. But actually, I think our 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 forecasting capabilities are are very good now. I think where we need to improve and invest further, and I heard someone from Metairn making this case uh, on Friday when I visited the the, uh, response centre in Middleton, is to improve our flood assessment. A lot of what we need to do in terms of forecasting now is knowledge about groundwater. It's knowledge about what's happening upstream, looking at a whole river catchment so that we have a we can connect what is now increasingly very accurate forecasting in terms of rainfall with much better understanding of what's happening in the ground, in our rivers, underground, uh and therefore come up with a much better accurate flood prediction uh, modelling. That's where I think the real progress or real investment needs to be made, because we are going to face a world and, and a country where we see this happening more frequently, unfortunately. And it's the wider knowledge, particularly about groundwater and about the upper catchments, is where we need much more detailed modelling and, and analysis. And that will help us for, uh, predict some of the events uh, that, that uh, are happening.
0: When is Middleton going to get flood defences?
1: The council, again, I was talking to the council about this on Friday. Uh, they have a, a preferred option. It's complex. They they see the town in, and it's a complex flood issue because you have two rivers. Uh, you also have this significant issue in Middleton of a karstic cavernous limestone system under the town and the water table and that can write what we saw. You 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 might have seen Pascal Sheehy's report during the week where you saw that water coming up from the manhole. So it wasn't just about rain coming down. So uh, they have a plan. It does not of uh, walls closer to the town, embankments on the early on the upper reaches of the Onakura, as well as uh, storage systems uh, near balnakura uh, below the uh, on the other side of the uh, N25 to the town. So it's quite a complex flood protection need. It should go to planning immediately in my mind. And uh, we do need to deliver that quickly because that when I was talking to the local business people, particularly, they want that's something that was deeply frustrating, understandably to them that the previous flood had occurred in 2015. We haven't the council I went through a quite a detailed consultation and assessment process. Um, they, okay. they are ready to go with that, but we do need to speed that up.
0: Alright, I want to, to ask you, um, before, before we talk about some things in your own department, I want to ask you about the, the budget and criticism of the health budget by the HSE Chief Executive, Bernard Gloucester, who told this programme last weekend that he does not have enough money to run the health service next year. How could you, as, as leader of the Green Party, one of the uh, three party leaders in government, how could you sign off on a budget which doesn't provide enough money to run the health service next year?
1: We'd agreed to increase our budget by 6.1% and it was important that we did that. We we got a lot of criticism from a number of economists from the Fiscal Advisory Council. They said that should have been slightly lower. I disagreed with that and I felt it was appropriate to, to provide further funding. Um, that couldn't that made it difficult in a whole range of different budget areas. It wasn't just in health. There are a number of other departments where people will feel they were going to need additional funding. So So it is a difficult situation. I think in health you have to to recognise, first of all, that there has been a massive increase in the budget. It's been a huge amount of extra funding provided. That's going to continue. We also have a situation in health where we've had a very large uh, plan in terms of bringing new staff in. Not all those posts have been filled. We do need to do so. Um, we will, of course, look on an ongoing basis at how the health budget has been spent and have to keep a very close eye on it. But I make upon one point on this. I do believe what we need in the health service is reform as well as additional resources. I believe in our health service we could make significant advances by the use of digital technology so we remotely monitor patients rather than everyone always having to come into a hospital okay. or a centre. And I think some of those reforms are needed as well as additional budgets. And I think the health service, the H executive have made significant changes. We are making progress. Okay, but in can, I,
0: can I ask you, though, as somebody who approved this budget, does the health service have enough money to run the and uh, enough of a budget to run, to, 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 does the HSE have enough of a budget to run the health service properly next year?
1: I believe in the massively enhanced budget that they do, but we will continue to review it. Health every year in recent years, and for many years as long as I can remember, have always exceeded their budget. That is a problem. We can't have a system, a budgeting system where each year it's taken for granted that you'll automatically uh, exceed what was originally allocated, which was already a big increase in the previous allocation. We do need reform in our health system as well as uh, uh, resources. That I've always said is there There are three key challenges for this government providing housing, reforming health and tackling climate change and the reform bit is needed as well as additional resources.
0: All right. On the tackling climate change uh, a a bit of of the government's priorities I want to ask you about some some issues which relate to your own department specifically your promise to bring in low cost loans to help people to retrofit their homes. Now you said last year uh, on this programme that the retrofitting loan scheme would be in place uh, by the summer of 2022. That didn't happen. Uh, The the policy was then announced again in September of last year and the deadline for bringing in the loan scheme was early 2023. That didn't happen. Uh, Then we got to the middle of 2023, still no retrofitting loan scheme. And in August, the deadline moved again to quarter three of this year. When are we going to see it?
1: In the coming weeks, very shortly, I'm going to government. It will be delivered and it'll be available from early in the new year. Absolutely certain promise now at this stage. The reason it's been delayed is being clear and simple. Well, not simple, but unfortunate. We, The way we designed the scheme was to bring in the European Investment Bank. That's Europe's kind of main banking uh, facility. But it has never before engaged in a loan system directly to consumers, which is what this does they found in the middle or towards the latter stage in this process that that was not something that they were able to deliver on. So we had to change the approach using other financing mechanisms. We have done that and that took us, that is the reason for the delay, but we have it ready to go now to go to government, to be approved and to be delivered for the Irish public. And the big advantage of it, late as it is, is that those households who don't have the cash to be able to do the scale, the job that they might want to do, will be able to get a loan that's significantly below market rates which will allow to make it affordable to improve your home and lower the energy costs and have something like a 10 year repayment period that means the savings you make in in the house in the bills help cover the cost of that loan and that I think will be a significant further advance we have doubled retrofitting in the lifetime of this government okay. this will allow us to go further
0: I want to ask you about roads because you've been accused of holding up funding to build new roads the Transport Infrastructure Ireland has warned uh, of increased road debts it said 77 debts could happen on Irish roads in the next five years if key projects are not completed in Cork, Maynooth Leakslip, Mullingar and Limerick do you take that warning seriously?
1: Absolutely. It's the saving of lives in a roads is our first priority. Always has to be. Um, we are going, there's a whole range of different measures we need to do that, including investing in the roads, but also reducing speed limits. That's also now been agreed by government. But the the other reality that we face is I have something like one hundred billion euros of various transport projects in planning and development. Uh, we have a, something like a thirty five billion euro uh, national development plan advocate. Uh, for transport, there has to be prioritisation. I believe we're right to live up to the government commitment that we invest more in public transport, which has been underinvested in for decades and an act of travel and also the money and it's not insignificant we're spending a lot of money in roads projects which is correct but I believe firstly it should be targeted towards safety measures as a priority but secondly we should look at bypasses of particularly of towns where we can really improve the quality of life in the town and use that as a way of, of, of living up to the town centre first strategy government has okay. towns like Tipperary Town towns like Carrick and Shannon towns like Virginia towns like well a is just about to See that by- bypass road opening. Same with Listole and Moy Cullen. I have a list as long as my arm of towns around the country that I think could benefit from. That sort of approach. And actually, when I go around the country to every council, which I've done, and listen and talk to them, I think there's a lot of agreement in that. Towns like Castle Marsher, that okay. was flooded this, or where the road was cut off because of flooding, those sort of towns, I think, and villages that suffer from true traffic, if we can provide bypasses for them, I think that's where we should prioritise our spending. All right, Minister, before I let you
0: go, uh, we published a story on our website today uh, which we'll be talking about again in a moment and it, it, it shows us, or it, it, it states that A number of public bodies have failed to make mandatory payments into the Climate Action Fund to offset carbon emissions from official flights that they took. Public bodies are supposed to lead by example uh, in offsetting their carbon emissions and it seems many are not doing
1: it. What's your response to that? they should do it. If, if that's been committed to, we absolutely should. But just one point we have to be careful on, Justin. Offsetting has a role, but it isn't actually the scale of response we will need for the climate challenge we face. We will have to look at more substantive and really fundamental changes. In aviation, I believe that will be the move to sustain what they call sustainable aviation fuels so that the actual flight itself becomes lower carbon. And so as Minister of Energy, as well as for Minister of Transport, I believe I, I have a role to develop the capability of putting Providing those alternative fuels, which mean that it's not just offsetting, it is actually fundamental decarbonisation of the economy. And that's where we need to focus on now as well.
0: Green Party leader Eamon Ryan, thank you for talking to us today.